Welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast. I'm Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. I'm Crash, my pronouns are they, them. And we just spent like a good 20 minutes talking about Pokemon fusions, so let's get into it. <laughs> let's let's get into it. <laughs> uh, this week we are dealing with another listener submission of a title mm-hmm. from our good friend Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. The upstart. The, the title is Phantom Thief Jeff. We also have the additional stipulation of motion controls. Mm, right, 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 right. Just going to throw a wrench in my plans that I had earlier because I forgot about that part. Um, <laughs> but it'll be fine. Um, do you have an optional challenge prepared? I don't. You know, I also don't. I kind of don't have one in mind either. Like, I don't have one on this list that would be immediately standing out. I think, um, I think working in motion controls is going to be interesting enough. All right. So 45 minutes on the clock and go. All right. Um, So the first thing that came to my mind with the title of Phantom Thief Jeff is something that's in like that sort of goofy uh, game premise. Very loud car outside. Vroom vroom. Uh, that sort of goofy premise that occupies the same space of like thirty minute hero, or sorry, half minute hero. Mm-hmm. Um, the other game in the same style where you play as the villain and you do send waves of enemies at the hero. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm also thinking of, like, Lester the Unlikely for the Super Nintendo. I was not thinking that, but okay. Just, like, not maybe, like, gameplay-wise, but just, like, thematically. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess I can see where you're coming from with that. Um, I, other games that come to mind are, like, Breath of Death 7 and Cthulhu Saves the World, that kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing that, like it takes like an established style of thing and is like, all right, but we're gonna twist it for a joke. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. To me, like the name Jeff feels very unassuming, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so Phantom Thief Jeff just feels like uh, the kind of an individual that's either pulling off these crimes and nobody believes that it's him because you know he's just so unassuming, or like. Phantom Thief Jeff is an unassuming person who gets like sort of swept up in yeah, a whirlwind of events that hap- ends with Phantom Thief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, you know, that's not exactly what they were going for. But like, now that they're here, you know, they're mm-hmm. having a, a fun time with it. Um, so like what game or like genre style of games would we be riffing on a la like 30 second hero or like breath of death seven yeah my brain was like immediately like all right it'll be like a top-down stealth game and then i remember we have to find a way to get motion controls to work Mm -hmm. so what are games in which motion controls are possible okay so hear me out Mm-hmm. So my brain was thinking like, I guess originally my brain was just thinking like Sly Cooper, but then I was like, has Sly Cooper done 
like motion control like 3d platforming and then i remembered sonic and the black knight exists so what if it was like that style of like sonic and the black knight like perspective with like using like motion control for like combat and traversal mm-hmm. but it's like more sly cooper than a sonic game yeah sorry i just remembered the concept of rhythm thief and the emperor's treasure for the nintendo 3ds i don't think i've played that one i played the demo for it mm-hmm. i'm having to look up gameplay to remember how it even existed yeah i feel like that was me with like a lot of um games on the 3ds is like oh yeah i played that demo i the demo didn't grab my attention enough for me to commit to the full game though wait is this a level five game probably did you see the news that level five us is essentially like down to skeleton crew no this is just a sega first party game whoa that's wild okay but like i I jumped five minutes into the gameplay and i'm just like this just this feels like a level five game though all right gameplay like actually sort of starts here at um almost a little bit before 15 minutes in Mm. this is one of the forms of gameplay in this game Wait, is the Phantom Thief just like... Oh, they're hiding behind the statues by matching the pose. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's they can re- do motion controls, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like, get like real like... What was that game for the... Um, was it just the eye toy for the PS2? Yeah. Just get very eye toy with it. Yeah. <laughs> God, this is very good and very funny. Also, not very interesting to listen to, but yeah. I am, I am, yeah. Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure definitely seems like a good pull for like inspiration for this. It's like a sort of like a mini game thing, but not like explicitly like mini mini games. These are like it's like a theater rhythm in a sense. That there's like three modes of play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're like. Would you even, would you consider it, like, maybe, like, like, ex- like, micro games? No, like, I think it's a little bit meatier than a micro game. Yeah. But also, now I'm just, like, uh, thinking of just, like, WarioWare and how good WarioWare is. And w- did they ever do a WarioWare that, like, supported motion controls? Uh, I believe so. Mm. Hold on, let me look at the list of... I believe there was... No, because I think the one I'm thinking of right now is Wario Land Shake It. What is... Let me pull up the list of WarioWare games. I've never really played a WarioWare game. I have, like, one for free on my DS. Mm. Like I got it as part of a thing. Yeah, I've never really played them either. I just know that they're, like, really cool. And I like the, um... In the later games, they really, like, encouraged fans to, like, make their own little... Little. Yeah, WarioWare DIY did that. Mm-hmm. That was like the last big one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, there was WarioWare Smooth Moves for the Wii. Okay. 
Did that have? Did that have motion controls? Um. Yeah, you'd hold the Wii in a specific way, and then it would show you the game. That's cool. That's really cool. Also, like I I know this is nitpicky, but now I'm just like, why does the Louvre have so many different versions of the same statue all in the same pose? Yeah, that's a little, you know, gimmicky. Yeah. I think with Phantom Thief, Jeff, it would be like even more tongue in cheek mm. of like this time it's a very specifically shaped tree or something like that, you know? Yeah, it would be like that one game or game show, I should say, where it was like you had those like moving walls that like the, mm-hmm. that would move at the contestants and you'd have to like contort your body in such a way where you could like fit through the opening. That was also a connect game, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also, was... I believe it's just called Hole in the Wall. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But like, yeah, I think it would have like a, a very similar feeling. It would just be the inverse of those negative spaces. So instead of you trying to contort a shape to fit through something, it's you contorting to, uh, to fit a shape to hide behind something. Mm-hmm. I also think it would be a little bit more like with the Rhythm Thief cutscenes or like if you think about a David Cage game with the with the um what I'm looking for quick time events. Yeah, QT, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um like where it's a cinematic that you're doing a thing during mm-hmm. that can trigger fail states. I also think unlike a David Cage game though, I want to like really emphasize the like rhythm of everything so like i think there would be like fun music and like things would happen like on the beat or like near the beat like maybe phantom Phantom thief jeff is doing that kids movie like fun sneaking around thing where the person sneaking around is the one doing all the spy music with their mouth Mm -hmm. absolutely 100 percent. or they like stick their earbuds in or something Mm mm-hmm does Phantom Thief Jeff have a nemesis, like a, a cop nemesis? Okay, what if Phantom Thief Jeff is like a Robin Hood figure, and instead of the... Hmm. Well, yes, I think the cops should be the bad guys. I also mm-hmm. like the idea of Jeff's nemesis being like someone that's like an actual... Like, a Phantom Thief that's in it for themselves, as opposed to a Phantom Thief that's in it for everyone else. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so it's like... They were a Phantom Thief that was just doing it for the, you know, doing it for the money. And maybe, like, through the events of the story, that, you know, Nemesis, Phantom Thief, ends up working with the police. Because, like, at the end of the day, they just want, like, it becomes a a matter of, like, principle. Like, these two, like, fighting over their ideals... I could definitely see it being a situation where the rival is like tipping off the cops mm. in an attempt to get, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe not like working, working together, but like, yeah, they're they're definitely like chill with each other, a lot more chill than like Jeff is with those two and like those two parties. All right, so we have the one version of gameplay down. What are some other ways we can do? Um. Honestly, like, I still think, like, the kind of, like, Sonic and the Black Knight, like, those, like, running, like, levels could be, like, interesting in, like, small 
bursts. I think it would be good for like chase scenes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. Like I, I don't like. I think having that as your core gameplay is like, like I think it worked for Sonic, but I don't think it will work here necessarily. But I would like it in yeah, like for chase scenes or like escape sequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's sort of like the situation is like, all right, either something happens at the end and then you're having to like chase your way out or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or like you could have like cute little segments of like, oh, so-and-so like stole the necklace that you were trying to st- steal, like, you know, chase them down before they make it out of the museum, things like that. Mm-hmm. I think there could be like some fun, like weird puzzle things that you do. Like, trying to unlock stuff. There's a combination of, like, you're twisting a thing until you hear a click. Mm. Um, what's the name of that? Uh, the, um, the something stick? Irritating stick? You know that thing? I don't. Oh, okay. The moment I show you, you'll know exactly, like, what I mean. Mm, probably, probably. Basically, it's like, um... You've probably played like a real life version of this. Uh, it works on the same premise as like some a game like Operation, oh, okay. where like the the walls are it, once it makes contact, it completes the circuit and it makes a noise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you're just trying to move it through a course where the walls are made out of that without touching any of the walls, so it doesn't beep at you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I also think there could just be like riddles maybe not like all the time but i i do love a like a good like sleuthy riddle every once in a while Mm -hmm. yeah maybe that would be like a a pre-case like you're you're just finding all the stuff out before the case and then there's the sneak and then there's the break-in and then there's the chase Mm. yeah i really like that like sequence Mm. Uh, other break-in things you could do involve, like, or other variants on, like, the sneak-in could involve doing the same kind of pose thing, but to avoid laser tripwires and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we got a thing happening here. I think we've got our gameplay sort of figured out. Yeah, yeah. What's, like, the general arc that this character is going to go through throughout the story? I think it's an escalation of scale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe it starts as Phantom Thief Jeff. Not, like, we see, like, there's, like, a, it starts with the first thing, which is Phantom Thief Jeff, not, like, the first crime they do, which is something very, like, low-end. It's probably something like this, uh group home needs access to food but or something like that i thought of something very silly and we'll probably go with what you were just saying but um you're familiar with the dark brotherhood and the elder scrolls games right Mm -hmm. where like you kill somebody in the game and then you get a letter that's like we know what you did if you you know want to become a better assassin find us what if it's like Jeff, before he even goes Phantom Thief Jeff, just like 
He, uh, he Acc- okay, so he he Aladdin's a loaf of bread for a group of kids, yes. and then receives a letter in the mail. Yes, <laughs> join a global league of Robin Hood style thieves. That's like we, we we've seen your deeds, and you we want you to join us. Uh-huh. Okay, and then that's the tutorial. Mm-hmm. Is the training all right? Yeah, because you'd start with just like a chase sequence there, mm-hmm. and then go into the into the training for the other parts all right yeah 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 yeah. i just i just love the idea of like yes either something like super innocuous or even like an accident like i was the i was kind of originally picturing just like an accidental like you know like burglary like oh you know he accidentally lifted a candy bar from a convenience store but i i do like the idea of like starting with noble intentions and just kind of like building on that Mm mm-hmm so, like, the next thing would be, like, uh, so, like, the once you've done the tutorial, the starting thing of, like, the story here would be, like, maybe there's, like, a, okay, here, here's, here's what we can do. There is a meeting of world leaders. Mm. Um, and in order to keep the world safe, Phantom Thief Jeff is tasked with Stealing nuclear launch codes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Or something along those lines, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, th- I think that's a very good, like, James Bondy like, endgame thing. Or not an endgame thing, but, like, you know, something, like, very large-scale to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it becomes like, all right, when you're about to do that, this other person swoops in, takes it, and you have to still get chased about it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then in order to try to figure out like, okay, well, okay, well we still need to get those away from that person. And it becomes a, a like, okay, you look at this is where your sort of riddles and figuring stuff out thing comes in. It becomes like a, a Carmen San Diego thing of trying to figure out where they're going to hit next based on places they've hit already. Mm-hmm. And then you try to go there, get to the thing that they're trying to steal first. That way you can stop them and get the thing that you're trying to steal originally back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's mo- We've created motion controls Carmen San Diego. <laughs> and you know what? I kind of love it. <laughs> kind of sounds pretty rad. Cause yeah, like I, I like the um, like I like having these kind of like segments of different gameplay. I think that is really interesting. Is and that I, something that like a lot of games do, mm, especially like lately? You know? Yeah, I think the closest thing I could think of to even remotely compare it to is kind of like how. Like, Final Fantasy VII has, like, weird mini-games that are part of the story that are, like... So, like, I guess as an example, there's, like, one part of the game where you have to, like, click a button, like, on a beat to give a little girl, like, CPR. Mm -hmm. Or, like, uh, there's a, a part of the game where Tifa is, like, bound to a chair... And you have to pay, play, like, rock, paper, scissors, like, but, like, combat with another person to, like, get... Or no, it's... 
you're like trying to like wiggle out of the rope and you have to like do like a certain like rhythm of buttons to like get her out it's like the game's like littered with these like small segments that are just like not jrpg mechanics at all you just have to like figure out what the hell is going on Mm-hmm. yeah 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 uh i i i think it's a thing that has changed because a lot of games these days aren't really level based in that way yeah yeah definitely they it's hard to do those kind of like segments when you have bigger worlds and more open world stuff mm-hmm Like, I'm trying to think of a, the last game that I can think of that did a game like it was like that kind of style of just changing it up level to level, and I've gotten to Sonic Adventure Two does it. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of like what are other games that do it, you know? Right, right. Because like I don't even think like later Sonic games necessarily do that. Like, Sonic 06 doesn't because they're split across three different campaigns. Mm-hmm. It's not like, all right, you've beaten that level where you played a Sonic and now you're playing a Silver and it's the gameplay is different, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Which which Sonic game was the one where it's like, has like the 2D and the 3D levels? Uh, Sonic Generations. That's, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. Sonic Forces is kind of like that, but like the gameplay between the three different types of game are like so similar that mm. it's barely noticeable. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, going from like a, you know, f- from the back perspective, like chase sequence to like a rhythm motion control, like party game in mm. the span of like a couple of minutes. That could also be like something kind of fun, like. Having like a multiplayer mode <laughs> that is just oh, yeah. like it's definitely just like who can do the mini games better situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It it definitely has like a it really really reminds me of like playing iToy back in the day with my my uh, siblings. Just yeah, like <laughs> at this point, my my brain was like, um, we this could very easily be like one of those iToy or Connect style games. But I think it would just be funnier with the Wemo because like then you can do the the running and place chase stuff. Oh yeah, easier. Yeah, definitely. Um, but also like the multiplayer person's already here story wise because you have one person play as R- Phantom Thief Jeff and you have the other person play as a character whose name I don't know. Mm. So a name for the Jeff Nemesis. I think it needs to be something very, like, it's got to be, like, the thematic opposite of Phantom Thief Jeff. Something that's very, like, not out of place and not trying to take a joke. Or make a joke, rather. Mm-hmm. See, now my brain's just like, well, what if the rival is just named after, like, other, like, another, like, famous phantom thief but then i was just like i don't want like lupon to be like associated with that though yeah i want okay here's the here's the visual thing that i have in my brain Mm -hmm. like phantom thief jeff is just sort of like 
looks kind of like Rhythm Thief, but like less stylish, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's very much a Jeff. Mm. Um but like in like a sort of like goofy cartoony way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. This this rival antagonist character I imagine has like dresses in white and wears a bird mask. You know? Like a bird mm. mask that covers the eye like from the nose up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point in time, I'm gonna need to show you the anime DNA Angel. Because I think we also maybe like reverse engineered that series as well with this. Okay. Because <laughs> it is very like unassuming Phantom Thief versus like very polished, uh, like sleek man in white kind of vibes. Um, but a name, a name. Oh, I want something that's like. I don't know, that just sounds like regal and fancy. Or just... Mm. Googling the words bird names for humans. (laughs) (laughs) I know, like, I said they dress in all white. But, Mm -hmm. like, my brain's like, oh, they would probably get called, like, the sparrow or something in, in, like, the newspapers. Mm. Maybe maybe something like like Don Sparrow. I don't think we know their like their full name for most of the game. I would just call them like Sparrow or something. Okay, yeah. So maybe they have a little bit more color than just white. Okay. Um also I've decided that like um See, I can't make this reference because you haven't gotten far enough in Gundam Build Fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the modeling club president, Yuki, later does a thing where he's wearing sunglasses. Mm. Um, that's like a thing that happens later. Like his, You know how he already pushes his hair back. Yeah. Um, but like a combination of that and like Clark Kenting it generally mm-hmm. of like when he, as soon as he goes into thief mode, he takes off his glasses and pushes his hair back. No, and he goes I, from being unassuming to kind of cool. I, I, I was literally picturing Yuki from Gundam Build Fighters while we were talking about this character, just because like that's very much like that kind of like personality of like they're generally a very cool person, but when they get like when they are when somebody like brings that like extra level of something out in them they become a little unhinged and i can i kind of love that like I, I kind of love that kind of character that's like you know generally very reserved or very refined and polite but then you know that person like sparks something in them and then they become a little like a little crazy oh you know what this is like this is like the the pterodactyl pilot from zoids sure i'll take your word for that (laughs) my new thing is making zoids references on podcasts (laughs) i have always heard really good things about zoids and i had a, a friend in high school who adored the series and then we never ended up watching any of it 
I'm talking about the Zoid series with the main, where the main character's name is Bit Cloud and he pilots the Liger Zero. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the other more serious Zoids. Yeah, I'm familiar with the Liger Zero in that series. Well, not familiar with that series, but I I do know the name Liger Zero. Yeah, so in that series, uh, there's this guy who's like kind of like meek and shy, and he's pilots as a pterodactyl one. And often, most of the time, he's piloting this blue one, and when he's in the blue, and he stays the same. Mm. But there's also a green one that he pilots sometimes. And when he gets in the pilot, he gets in to pilot the green one. He becomes an entirely different person, mm. and he just goes all out. I think I think with characters like Yuki, they're a little bit more like it, it's it's less like becoming that... another person and more like just letting loose yeah yeah you're like dropping that like facade of refinement and just kind of becoming like primal and just like getting into the competition of it but i mean we could we could honestly go either way with this character like it could be something very dramatic as like a i don't think it's that dramatic for the main character no yeah maybe it is more dramatic for like the antagonist which is like there's like a reveal later that like this character that's been in the background of all the cutscenes is actually the antagonist the whole time mm-hmm. but because they act so differently you can't tell yeah yeah i mean i think it'd be fun if there were definitely clues along the way that like in intrepid viewers could like piece it together there's another one that i want to reference but i don't want to reference it because charlie listens to this podcast and charlie and i are watching OKKO. Mm. um so i'll just say it now and i'll cut it out so that way you have context okay anyways i'm cutting all of that out all right we're back in it Mm -hmm. um so what else do we have here we've got does jeff have minutes on the clock does jeff have any like mentor figures or just people he can confide in does he have friends um support emotional support i think he probably has like an otacon figure yeah um who's the one who also leads you through all of the tutorial stuff yeah from from the the league of uh what do we want to call them the the league of virtuous thieves or something like that uh i would call them the band of merry men oh sorry i forget myself and we're doing a whole robin hood thing thank you (laughs) i mean we're not like committed to it because that's like i've only referred to him as being a robin hood style figure but also like we could really just get in the paint with it Uh uh-huh that it's it's his little john yeah or maybe that's even his code name Mm, probably not because that would be weird to have every character be sort of named around this robin hood idea and the main character's name is just jeff but that could be funny though (laughs) it is funny but also like if no one else is laughing at it there anyone who doesn't laugh at it is gonna be like it seems like they've made a mistake and didn't commit to their idea that's true that's true or they were doing something here and they must have been by accident because they didn't follow through Mm -hmm, mm-hmm That's fair. Um, But I do like the idea of maybe like all of the like letters that you get from like the group have like a little Robin on them. Mm hmm. Yeah, I I like bird imagery for Phantom Thieves. Mm hmm. 
I think I have to blame uh, our PTU game for that, since I named my Murkrow Lupin. Mm-hmm. Birds are just, like, very thievery anyways. Like, there's a reason why my first thought was, like, Bird Mask for mm. Evil Phantom Thief. Yeah. Also, the Phantom Thieves and d Angel have bird wings. Mm. <laughs> I see. <laughs> um. So, yeah, yeah, I think there's definitely, like, a like an Otacon figure in the the Band of Merry Men that uh, Phantom Thief Jeff can kind of like correspond with that, you know, I think for, for another way to put it, it's, you know, his handler within the agency. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, does he have any friends outside of like this profession? Does he, does, does Jeff, Phantom Thief Jeff know love? Hmm. It's a thing that I'm not sure about because he probably does have to travel around the world a lot. Hmm. Yeah, and like, I wasn't pl- like thinking about like you know yeah there'll be like you know a tormented like love storyline, but not now I'm just like but also there could be. <laughs> My my first immediate instinct is like, well, we already have this antagonist character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they we just like make the cutscenes extra charged. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um More proof that this is a DNA or DNA Angel AU. If the the two Phantom Thieves are <laughs> have sexual tension. <laughs> All right, it's fine. Ugh. You get DNA to like it, Zoids. This is just how it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to. I really want to reread that manga. I think I still have. I think I have it here, actually. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think I definitely agree with. Probably no, no significant other art, like outside of the thing. But maybe, maybe a little bit something with uh Maybe in a sequel. Mm-hmm. Alright, I'm gonna start typing. Alright. Okay. This is probably not my best summary I've ever written, but here we are. That I still got it done before the timer went off. Had a minute and a half to spare. Oh, dang. Okay, so Phantom Thief Jeff... After committing a small shoplift to feed some kids, Jeff is contacted by a mysterious band of th- sorry, a mysterious group of thieves known as the Merry Band. After a tutorial, Jeff becomes a phantom thief and is tasked with stealing new codes to prevent their use. However, he's beaten to the punch by the nefarious Sparrow. Jeff must then track them down and get the codes back. Modes of gameplay involved sub- include solving puzzles, matching poses to hide, cracking security, and running chase scenes. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one. Yeah, it's not exactly. I don't know what I had in mind to start with, but I don't think it was that. And I, I'm kind of glad it ended like going in that direction. That was really cool. Yeah, it's like a fun, like family friendly game. Mm-hmm. It was just like a little bit of Ra- rated E10. Just, just, just a little bit of E10, like gay tension between Phantom Thieves. You know. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you've watched anime. Mm-hmm. 
That's like eighty percent right. of shonen. Exactly. All right, I'm getting a random number generator ready. All right, right, right. right. Let's oh, wait, do wait, it. Plugs first. Yeah. So you can find the show on Twitter at rnggcast, or you can send us emails to rnggpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us titles, general ideas, settings, basically whatever you want. You can even just email us and say, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Or if uh, you wanted to like, build off of a previous episode, we'd love to hear your thoughts on things that we've done previously. Yeah, just... Feel free to send us your thoughts on basically anything. Mm-hmm. If you want to tell us about Zoids, I'll read it. Do you have a, a personal favorite Pokemon Fusion? Do you have a personal favorite Zoid? <laughs> Mine's the Panzer Liger. I just think... I liked it because it was green. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the toys from a distance. I thought they were all very cool and neat. I cut my hand making one of the model kits once. Oh no. <laughs> because I was a foolish kid and I didn't have nippers or anything and I just broke the pieces out with my hands. Yeah, yeah. That that will do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh man, remember when Zoid kits were like twenty dollars and now they're all eighty dollars? What's up with that, huh? What is up with that? I didn't realize that was a thing, but that, that is pretty upsetting. Oh, it's because they're, like, hard to get. Mmm. Anyways, um... Yeah, so <laughs> you can send us emails and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Crash, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter, at CrashingWings14. Um... You can find me. I'm trying not to spam it too much now. Now I kind of like got it out of my system. But last night I was posting a lot of uh, screenshots from uh, Pokemon Infinite Fusion, the fan game that Cassie and I have been uh, playing and talking about for like the last night. I should hold on. I need to tweet a picture of fucking Butter Tret. Please do. That, that has not been. That has not yet graced Twitter. Also, we don't have an out-of-context tweet for this recording, so we, we need something. Oh, um, I was going to do it for my Twitter, but okay. You know what? <laughs> it, is, it is RNGG, like, relevant. It's video mm-hmm. games. It's video games, and uh, we talked about it at the start, and now we're talking about it again. But yeah, no, you follow me on uh, on Twitter there. I'm also at Twitch at Crashingers for Team as well. I don't think I'll be streaming anytime soon, but if you do want to follow me... Uh, that is a place to do it. What about you, Cassidy? Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me online at Madlobotanist on Twitter. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. You can also find podcasts I do, such as Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast, which is at Kids and Their Dog on Twitter. I also do Precure Podcast Engage, a podcast about the entire Pretty Cure franchise and also Ben 10. And that can be found at Prepod Engage on Twitter. I also oh. guest on stuff. Hell yeah. I guess on things such as, uh, let's see here, what do I want to plug first? I always plug first Apex City, at Apex City Cast on Twitter. It's a mass actual play podcast. Go check that out. I guested on The Loser Like Me, which is a Glee podcast, which is over at Loser Like Me Pod on Twitter. I also guested on the Home for Wayward OCs, which is over at Wayward OC Pod on Twitter, I think, right? I do believe so. Yeah, go check those out. Those are all fun. Those are hosted by friends of the show, including Tanner. 
who we mentioned already on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it for the plugs. Let me make this tweet, and then I'll pull up the numbers. Uh, let's see. Where's the tab? There it is. Six. Bonus challenge plus reroll. All right. Let's go ahead and get that bonus challenge out of the way. 18, which is no humans. Okay. Doable. Easy. Preferable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got a fire. It's another random... It's another bonus challenge. We got a 17. What's above no humans? It's a mobile game. Alright. That's fine. We can do that. Mm-hmm. No human mobile game? Easy. Alright, we get another bonus challenge. Here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Racking them up. Alright, add a topic. Alright, okay. Rolling a lot of numbers tonight. Alright, it's a 13. What's topic number 13? Topic number 13 is evolution. Looking pretty good so far. No human mobile game about evolution. Alright, let's see what else I roll. Okay, that's a four. A four is listener prompts. We just did one of those, so I'm just going to roll... Alright, a three. Genre plus topic. Okay. Alright. Um, let's do another topic just to get that out of the way. 19. Number 19 is hospital. Hospital. I don't want to do hospital again. Get out of here. 37. Uh, virtual pet. Okay. All right. That's fine. I see yeah. what's happening here and I'm okay yeah. with it. Okay. But the genre, though. The genre is really what brings it all together. Genre number two action RPG. <laughs> <laughs> let's, okay. let's do it. Slunfer, <laughs> for do it. Uh, fucking okay. No humans. Mobile game. Virtual pet. Evolution. Action. RPG. You know, when I think of mobile action RPGs, I think of stuff like, um... Wasn't Infinity Blade one of those? I never played it, but I didn't play it's sort of like a, it's like a Diablo type style game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, those are before pretty... we start talking about this stuff, we need to. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I do want to mention one thing. I'll, I'm going to talk about it now, so I don't talk about it next time. Uh, there was like a Star Wars Diablo style game that was on mobile for a while that I thought was pretty cool. I think hmm. officially had established that um, it, like it took place in between, you know, episodes three and four, like most of that stuff did, mm-hmm. as was the style at the time. Yeah. Um, and like it mentioned like pod racing and stuff, which was cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember you t- talking to me about that. Mm hmm. Anyways, that game doesn't exist anymore, and it's completely unplayable, because even if you did manage to find, like, an APK of it, you wouldn't be able to connect to any servers. And that's a problem when it comes to game, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Archival. Game archival. Mm-hmm. Shout out mm-hmm. to the person who emailed the kids and their dog, or not emailed, but uh, DM'd the kids and their dog Twitter, trying to archive some stuff from when I played some Flash games. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that really was. 
Anyways, that's it for this show. You can come join us next week when we try not to make action RPG Pokemon. I already have something in mind. I'm very excited. I need to write it down so I don't forget it. Uh, But until then, good luck. Have fun. Bye.